Breakthrough. Your mission is to retrieve the PK-430 secret fighter plane stolen by hostile renegades and fly it back. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And welcome to a very intimate conversation uh, between the two of us. Yes, it's a, I, I love it when it's just us two. Yeah, usually, I mean, this hasn't happened since the Donkey Kong days. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, which has been a long while. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I still feel good about Donkey Kong, <laughs> the first one at least. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think that was quite the experience. I'm glad that we got to have such a... Um, such an experience together. A, a series that seems to kind of like descend downwards as it goes on. Yeah, it's sort of like watching somebody get addicted to drugs and then like just be on them for a while and then die. But we're, we're not here to talk about Donkey Kong, are we, Sean? No, no, we're not. I Oh, unfortunately not. <laughs> we're here to talk about Breakthrough. Uh, you got the whole plot in the first uh, two <laughs> seconds of the episode, but that's what the back of the box wanted me to tell you guys, so yeah. I had to. The one thing they left out is that you are in a dune buggy. I think that's what... Yeah, I'm not sure, like, were, were they in at the time? Like, dune buggies? Yeah, like yeah was, I think that was the uh, that was the fashion statement. Peak dune buggy time yeah. in America, <laughs> nineteen eighty six, because uh, that's when it came out in the arcade. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because you look at like I thought it was a dune buggy too, but like I've seen different artwork styles for this, and a lot of times I just equate it to like a Hot Wheels car. You know, like it sure. looks, you know, like <laughs> like the generic Hot Wheels car. It kind of looks like one of those. You're actually just a giant Hot Wheels car in in this weird. Like, like country. This is like the equivalent of like by the way, Data East made this game uh, and Data we love East. them. Yeah. Yep, we love them. But um Data East made this game and this is like the equivalent of them wanting to be like a Hot Wheels style game but <laughs> couldn't get the license so they just made their own. That's is, not true. Okay, I was going to say is that true? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't that. confuse you any longer, Sean, <laughs> but let's not confuse uh you know the listeners here either. Maybe we should start talking about Breakthrough. Yeah. So, Sean, first impressions, anything upon boot up? Um, my first impression for this game was that it's kind of cheap in terms of uh how it goes about killing you over and over. And it, I think like yeah, it's it's it, it picks up and it gets easier once you learn the systems, but um I'll go into why I think it's cheap later. I um I had a very hard time jumping yeah. at the start. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't get. I was like, "Wow, how do you get over this pile of rocks?" The and, first big pile, yeah, of rocks. the first big pile of rocks. But in a way, that's like a tutorial. It is, you it's, know. It's so good game design in the first five minutes, right? But of course, because it happens in the first like minute, I mm-hmm. you know like that's my immediate impression. But then I was just kind of like taken back by like the graphic choice or even like the enemy choices in this game I guess I would say is a better way to represent like how confused I am about it (laughs) I'm riding a dune buggy and these guys are just like okay if we all just stand across a field and shoot at you we will be able to take out your car instead of you running us over. Well, the thing about the, these games that we've been playing more recently, these like side-scrolling shooters, I, I feel like the only way that these things could happen in real life is if we've just taken them, we've gotten the drop on them. Like th- we're taking them by surprise. They were on some sort of walk. Like this was a an army-wide like field day. 
It's really the only way, like, commando could have happened, yeah. you know? Like, when it's you versus an army, that's really the only way it goes down. It's like, I, okay, it's army field day. Right. I can understand, like, a ghost and goblin situation where it's like, you know, oh, your uh, love interest has been kidnapped, so now you have to, like, yeah. like it or not, Who go through this whole it? thing. But when you're, like— Don't you? Yeah, when you're in the army— <laughs> like it's no one ever like who was the general who made that call like who are you to be like okay so our top secret fighter plane was stolen so can you just drive a car <laughs> through a and it is like through an island because you get yeah. this nice overworld map which i actually thought was a nice it's touch a, it's a nice map where it shows you like you're you're in stage one it kind of reminded me of trojan and ghost and goblins yeah. in a way where it's like okay here's where you are here's the final destination so you kind of like are on one thing and then you have to go through like a series of bridges and then you get to the island but it's like this is a huge mission and we're in a world where clearly planes exist because one has been stolen. <laughs> apparently it was the Army's only plane, though, because you, yeah, well, yeah, you can only travel by car. <laughs> so drive down, you know, 40 miles down to the Baja and uh, go across that broken bridge. Like, what happened to this to this country beforehand? Like, why is the infrastructure so destroyed? Right. And, Already. And, yeah, there's landmines. There's yeah. rocks. There's soldiers who, again, are not afraid so, yeah. of you driving 60 miles an hour at them. Why is this a stealth mission with one guy in an RV? I'm sorry. <laughs> one guy yeah. in an RV. <laughs> yeah. That's actually like a preferred ROM hack. Like, yeah, I would like exactly. to see someone add this that. This is already an active battlefield. But anyway... The the gameplay itself. Let's let's talk about that instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, immediately for me, this one um, stands out a little than the other ones because it does take those racing elements as well. So it's not just like a side-scrolling shooter. It's it also like involves like ramping up your speed mm-hmm. to make a better jump because if you're just driving along at slow speeds you can't make you, that yeah jump. you can't make you can the full jump hop. yeah <laughs> and the jump is awesome i'm just gonna throw it looks that out cool there when it happens it's pretty cool you're in the air for a long time and i don't mind that they kind of made like some platforming challenges out of it yeah you know? i think that's a that, that's what sets, up, sets it apart in these kind of games um the but, bridge level, for instance, yeah. does a great job of like being like, okay, you're, this bridge is about to end, so jump and make a decision about like mm-hmm. which side of the bridge you're going to go onto. And I, I thought that was nice. I, I actually enjoyed the bridge section the most in this entire game that I played. Yeah, I think that I can agree with that. But uh, another thing that is that sets this one apart, too, is that even though it is side-scrolling and you can't force the speed along, you, you do have to think about your speed as a, as a car— because yeah. if you're just trying to drive as fast as you can through the level, you're going to be bombarded by enemies appearing at the very like top of the sc- uh, side of the screen. Yeah, I mean, you can you have a, a modicum of control of your scroll speed just by virtue of like speeding up in your car, or slowing down. Um, you can change your position in the field and how fast the field scrolls, but not stop it. Obviously, right, right, right. Um, and they do play some tricks on you if you want to go too fast. Like one thing that I noticed about uh, one of the features, or I'm sorry, one of the mechanics of this game is every once in a while, either rocks will fall or missiles will get sh- shot at the you. The missiles are the scariest thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> you have zero reaction time pretty much to, to dodge any of these things if you're going at full speed. And uh, I noticed that if you're going slow, the rocks will fall at a, at a slower rate. 
Um, but whether you're going fast or slow, they will always spawn right in front of you. So yeah. you have to avoid them. And that's part of the reason why I think it's so cheap, because everything else in this game is at a, at a, uh, a predetermined point. Like every time you run through the second level, that um, th- those uh those trucks will show up at that specific spot, but the rocks and the uh, and anything the that's missiles falling, and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Look, I'm not going to say that that's good game design, yeah. but I don't think it's cheap. I, I I think it's just a way of like reminding you of your place on this battlefield sure. of like you know you're not going to get anywhere just driving a hundred <laughs> miles an hour into into a battlefield. You know, sure. Sure. I, uh, I guess if it was just the missiles, I could say okay. They're aiming for me, obviously. But if but falling rocks, I don't know. You assume that they were heat seeking missiles. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Like somebody shot them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But a falling rock that that's just a that's just a force of nature. Here's another thing about the missiles in the game. Uh, besides the fact that they're gigantic, like like <laughs> they're like three cars. They're scuds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're Whatever gigantic. They I don't know. Yeah. In fact, actually, your car is gigantic. I guess all things considered, the scope of the game in general, like size, doesn't really matter in this game. Even if you look at the front of the box, all of the like the uh scale doesn't make sense yeah i would you like to talk a little bit about the front of the box <laughs> okay so if everyone could take out their uh their booklets for this episode yes uh, and, i'll uh, include it in the show notes yeah and turn it to page show note featuring uh the the back of the i'm sorry the front of the box you'll see your car which doesn't quite look like the dune buggy that was described in I think the manual. Um, that's it's got this speed looks, lines. Yeah, it almost looks like a, a tank car hybrid. Yeah, that looks like a very armored vehicle. I guess that's why they thought it was a good idea to just send you alone. Um, and, yeah, but then you've got um, you're obviously going at a speed uh, at a at a at a sizable speed. But then you've got just guys just standing around as if you're just a. You're just standing there yourself. Right. Like that guy, those guys to the left of you, they have like a very clear view of you. Like like with their AK 47s yeah. they're just like but I they got have a had clear time shot to point. Them. Yeah, they they've been shooting at you for some time. It looks like, and then you've got a helicopter hovering like five feet above like their heads. Like it looks like they're on the same plane as these as these soldiers just standing there. And then over like one wall is this mini like the it looks like. The tank is just about the size as your car. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing is just like, how can we fit all this into one screen? They could have done something with perspective. It's just a mess. I you, don't know. You did remind me about the uh, the walls, though, and that's like another platforming challenge yeah. in the game. So, you know, I'll be clear on this. I'm not, like, in love with this game, but I do think that, like, as a racing, side-scrolling, like, hybrid I think it does some things right for a first attempt at this, like a first time us seeing this yeah. on, on the NES. But, you know, there's still like a lot here that I don't like, such as everything being one hit kill, including yeah. including the guys with the guns. Yeah. Like when in what reality did the did a guy shoot a gun at a car and it just blew up on the first shot? One thing you didn't know about this game, Mike, mm-hmm. is that uh, the paint on your car is actually uh, painted with nitroglycerin. So okay. if you if you get a gunshot to the armor, it doesn't matter if it's armor because it's just going to explode. So that's that's what I would have to say. Gotcha. Okay. 
And and uh, just to go later into the game, you know, there's a lot of uh, tougher enemies. There's um, armored. There's a lot of armored vehicles of different sizes that mm-hmm. take like you know more than one shot yeah. to to get down, uh, mm-hmm. which I guess doesn't make sense in this cannon, but <laughs> they they do it anyway. And I found that the best strategy is just to be to dodge their bullets. Like, don't even mess with them because you can just kind of get in front of them and yeah. be fine. It's got. Some bullet hell elements uh, because they have strange firing arcs and everything. But the one thing that I thought I couldn't get past, I couldn't give it a pass um, for, was because of the amount of sprites on the screen, there was flickering. And that included, like, bullets are supposed to dodge. Right, right. And also, it would it seemed to affect my bullets as well. That it, I would. Yeah, think, I don't know if there was like a was there like a limit to how many bullets you can shoot like on screen at a time. There was definitely or? like it didn't matter how quickly you press the button. I think that it would cap you at a certain rate. Yeah, and that's silly. Yeah, like we don't need that. Uh, what a, there was another game recently that did that. Was that Commando as well? It may have. Or uh, no, 1942. Uh, has like a cap oh, to how yeah. fast because even if you have a turbo controller, mm-hmm. it won't shoot out like rapidly. No, yeah, that that's weird. And they should be, you know, they. I, I don't like that. And then there's that flamethrower car that <laughs> is just a weird concept, like a tank that instead of shooting like you know powerful uh, ammo at you, just like breathes fire. Yeah, it's like I a mean, dragon. This is definitely an exotic country that has a lot of different uh, R&D projects. Like, that helicopter's got some quite uh, quite the good armaments uh, package uh, because every time I found a helicopter, it took me a couple lives just to get past it. I don't know, because it's got, like, homing missiles, and they would they would do a U-turn. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I, I yeah. do, and I, I default the location of this to, like, Vietnam, usually, because, <laughs> like, something about, like, you know, it being in the 80s, and like the most recent war being Vietnam and a lot of games will just I mean you look at um, games like Commando and um, uh, Ikari Warriors you know it's not like they're explicitly in Vietnam mm-hmm. but it you know it, it definitely takes over that kind of art style yeah, and feel I, I agree yeah This game uh, was first on the arcade, and we've talked a lot about how, you know, should essential games be games that were also on the arcade because you have access to them there and stuff like that? Because usually they'll look better, they'll play a little better. I'm a little surprised to tell you that I wasn't like, there's not much difference. I don't want to say that the NES version and arcade version are bad, but in terms of Quality, they're about the same uh, for the arcade and the NES version. The graphics kind of look pretty similar. The gameplay controls kind of similar. So that's, that's strange. It's nice to have. Yeah, I mean, at least like a perform. It performed pretty well in the NES too. So I'm, right, I'm yeah, yeah. Sure. Other than that flickering, which yeah. is annoying, but it, you know, 
obviously there was no flickering on the arcade version, but usually we get like the arcade version is like the high definition version of the game, if you will. <laughs> exactly. The uh, the next gen at the same time. And the arcade version of Breakthrough could have been yours for $995, $995. That sounds pretty cheap for an arcade cabinet uh, during the 80s, I think. But I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an arcade cabinet dealer. So, um, just one thing I want, you know, we had an anecdote submitted here and uh, about Breakthrough, and it, it goes on a bit of a tangent, but bear with me for a second, okay? okay. Uh, I remember the days when I would go to the local pizza place downtown, not to eat, but to waste quarter after quarter in the one or two arcade games they used to offer in such places. Shinobi, Arkanoid, Pac-Man, Heavy Barrel, and this classic were just some of the games, and obviously the classic he's referring to is Breakthrough. Uh, these classics were just some of the games that shaped my nerdy game lifestyle way back when. I got this for one cent on Amazon and played it straight for an hour. <laughs> it, he did like a, a, a leap there in time. Yeah. He's talking about like, yeah. I love this pizza place. I go to there and play the arcade. I got this for one cent online. <laughs> Not $995. I got this for one cent on Amazon, played it straight for an hour. Doesn't have quite the atmosphere, but it's still pretty cool the first time you jump over your first landslide. Memories. I'd give this a solid seven. It's fun and quick. A solid seven out of seven. Yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, he didn't tell us what the uh, final guideline was. This is a write-in. This is a write-in. Okay. Uh, and I'll tell you this: um, I was actually surprised at how short this game was. All yeah. things considered. Um, and it's also it doesn't have the same padding of length that comes with games like this that are very uh, memory-focused, like you have to remember the levels to get far without dying. Um, it, it doesn't have that because you can just continue from your last checkpoint and just brute force your way through this game. Yeah, I think we should talk about checkpoints for a minute because yeah. I think that's one thing that this game does like better than any other game. I mean, we were like really on board with Ghosts and Goblins for having like halfway checkpoints. Yeah. And I mean, Super Mario Brothers had that too. But this one kind of has like... Every, you know, couple meters checkpoints. I'd, I'd say that at least, I think that every level has, like, three. Yeah, and it's Including, just, like, the beginning of the level. Right, it's just nice to, uh, to have those this way. It's not like if you're at the very end of a level, start from the beginning or even the halfway mark, you get, like, you know, two-thirds of the way there. Yeah, but it always, just to, just to show you what you're doing wrong, it usually has the checkpoint maybe... Five seconds before, like, a big jump or right. a big hazard. And that's why I didn't mind, like, the missiles and the rock so much. I mean, like, yeah, it's a pain in the neck to have gameplay interrupted. Mm -hmm. But to be able to then just, like, go back just a little bit and be ready for the missiles and rocks again. I'm not saying, like, I aced it the second <laughs> time every time. Yeah. But I definitely, like, anticipated it and, you know, made the correct adjustments. That's true. I, I guess, like... The correct way to play this game is to just restart every time you lose all your lives because you're just going to get a, a, sh a smaller score if you continue from level two or level three. But, I mean, because of the way that I grew up playing games, I don't really see that as a big deal. But I feel like in the 80s, 
that was more of a punishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, score resets because then it's like, you know, you, at the time you would have wanted to submit your score to a magazine or to break mm-hmm. to your friends. And now it's like now I'm just like, look, I'm really just want to beat the game. Yeah, exactly. Okay? And speaking of beating the game, we mentioned that it was short. I've seen uh, like non speed runs. I, I don't even know if you could do a speed run of this. I but, watched I watched the world record speed run of this. Yeah. What was yeah. the final time? I think it was six. Six minutes and 47 seconds. And the normal time is 12. (laughs) You know, it's it's just kind of funny that, like, I mean, and that's a no-death situation. So that kind of makes me wonder, like, well, if Ghosts and Goblins was a no-death situation, how long would that game be? And it'd probably be, like, 25, 30 minutes. But, like, that's still, like, double the length of this particular game, which isn't, and I think it just comes down to the fact that it's not that hard. Yeah, I didn't think it was that hard, all things considered, mostly because of the continue. But I was, I found a lot of frustration in this game uh, just because I think that these games really aren't my kind of game. The the memory focused uh, side scroller where it's just rem- remembering patterns of enemies. And I do like the jump and I do like the, the platforming that was introduced into this game to the genre. Um but I just find this very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, like, I see what you're saying. And to be fair, it's like people will tell you, well, that's the way those games were designed back then. But I have to answer that with, well, it's just not a very, like, it's not a mechanic that ages well. No. You know, we don't have that limitation in games today, and it's for the better. Like, nobody wants a game where you, like... I even look at, like, a Super Meat Boy or something like that, right? A game that does have, like, some memorization aspects to it, but not on, like, a level where it's it's a random, um, you know, a random enemy mashup mess kind of thing. Where yeah. it's like, oh, that, that time I hit the landmine, oh, this time the missile. It's like, you know, you kind of know what you did wrong immediately and then go back into the level and do it again. Exactly. Th- that's not these kind of games. These memorization-focused games hurt them as they get older because no one wants to play that kind of style because it's just intentionally dragging on the game. Yeah, I think that games like Super Meat Boy and the the more retro-focused design, like indie games that have come out in the past decade, um, they at least allow for some expression in your play. Like, you... I mean, yeah, it's... uh, Like, you have to remember certain things about the level, but... Um, there are different ways to go about it. Whereas in this game, it's just like the scroll happens and the enemy will always be right there. And um, I don't know. I, yeah, I think you're right. This hasn't, it's a, it's a feature. It's a design philosophy that hasn't aged perfectly. All right. I think with that, we will take it into the essential games list. All right, it's time for the Essential Games list. And if you don't know what that is, this is the time where Sean and I will vote on whether we think this game belongs on the Nintendo Entertainment System Essential Games list. But we're not talking about NES games uh, that were essential back in their day or even just for that system. We're talking about games that are still worth playing today. Usually it comes down to you need at least a majority of the votes, and so for this, both of us will have to vote for it to be on the Essential Games list. Oh, come on, not 50 percent i can't just i can't just put it on no 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 it can't just be one uh it must be both in this situation but i I have a feeling uh of where this is gonna go Uh so sean take me through your essential games list vote uh for the for the essential games list for me uh for this game uh, i i gotta hand it to them uh, Data East are, are lovable losers um at Data East they had their first try at a side-scrolling shooter 
Um, they had a lot of fun mechanics to add, uh, but it's just it doesn't have enough personality. It, it it gives me too much frustration for me to, in good conscience, put this on the essential games list. All right, Sean. So even though it can't get on, I will uh, allow people to know my vote as well. And it was no. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I had a little more fun with this one than I thought I was going to. There was one run through this game where it was like, you know, like that speed running moment where you're like, this is the run. You know, it's like everybody <laughs> in the chat's like the run, the run. And I just like had this incredible moment where I was just like, Dodging every projectile, completely in control of my car, making all the right jumps, getting the power ups to shoot, you know, the um, the widespread bullets and and everything was just clicking for a while and it felt really good. But just because like a game feels good during like a hot moment doesn't mean that it's actually a good game. And the more I go back and play this game and like evaluate the pros and cons of it, I think it's more what you said, Sean. It's a nice attempt it, mm-hmm. It's it's different enough from the pack that we've seen so far that it's not like one of those um, side scrolling beat 'em ups where we're like, oh, we've seen this before and we're gonna see it again. It's like, no, this was pretty cool and a unique twist on on an idea, but not enough. There's not enough polish to it. There's not enough. Uh, there's not enough to the game. Frankly, it's yeah. a pretty short game. And um, there's not enough that would make someone want to go back that I can say that this needs to be on our essential games list. And for that reason, I'm not going to put it there. Yeah, I do want to say real quick, though, that I do envy the fact that you got into that flow state because there were a few times while I was playing this game that I felt like just on the verge. I was like, oh, this is what it's actually going to start start rolling and I'm still going to start feeling like this is happening. But it was always a false start. And then I blew up and it was just. A little, a little bit more rage, you know. Right, and, and I would say that there's nothing, um, there's nothing to love about a game when you're constantly being abruptly, abruptly like brought back. Yes, to exactly. just a few, you know, a few frames earlier. Like it's, mm-hmm. it really disrupts the flow. And I, I don't know a better solution for that. I mean, some beat 'em ups will just have like your character dies, but then you, you flicker back. Yeah, in. you flicker back in. Mm-hmm. You, you reanimate to life <laughs> if you'll do the mock rider thing, yeah. where like your car explodes, you explode, but then like somehow all of the pieces of you come Quantum back together. Back, yeah. I love it. But uh, that is all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time for Kid Icarus. I think a couple people know that game. He's still around. Yeah. Uh, So be sure to play that one if you can before we release the episode. We release episodes every Friday, uh, so make sure to subscribe to get them as soon as uh, I think they become available right around midnight, so if you're really into it. and Stay up uh, late. Yeah, you just want to like marathon the game Thursday night and then go right into our thoughts. That's cool. But here's the good news. We don't delete the episodes either. <laughs> They're available to you, uh, just like our website's available to you. You can go to www.nostalgiacast.com, spelled just like the episode with a cast on it as well. So far... I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I was going to say, don't worry, it's not injured. But yeah, that yeah. was a bad pun, so thank you for saving me from that. Good, good. <laughs> so far, NostalgiaCast is included with every internet package. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As of recording, we can't say if, in, you know, like when this episode, by the time this episode comes out, you know, I know Spectrum's being kicked out of New York. Who knows who's next at this rate? <laughs> So, yeah, if you can get access to NostalgiaCast.com, even if you are a child, don't ask your mom for permission. Just go on the website. Just do it. We only say a few bad words per episode. I even made Sam edit out all the F words he said in one of his reviews. I said, hey, that's not cool. You got to say, like, jerk, not effer. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, we're um, we're safe and be safe out there, kids. Do not accept money, candy, or a ride in a car from strangers. Great. Uh, I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank <laughs> you.